Welcome to this month's Sunlight Spotlight. Sunlight Spotlight is an opportunity to hear from our Sunlight families. Why did they decide to homeschool with Sunlight? What do they love about it? And what advice would they give to other Sunlighters? Thank you so much for joining us. Hello, Sunny from Sunlight here, and I am being joined today by the Knopf family. Would you two like to introduce yourselves? Hi, I'm Kendra Knopf. I'm Patrick Knopf. All right, great. And when and why did you choose to homeschool and what made Sunlight stand out specifically? Well, we started praying about homeschooling around the time that our oldest son was born and he is six now. So that was back in 2015. Um, Things in Washington State where we live started to change pretty dramatically around that time. New bathroom laws were being introduced into the state and just the ideas of a new definition of tolerance being pushed in the school system were things that we really didn't feel comfortable with for our kids or our family. And they were introducing some topics that we felt we wanted to be the ones to introduce to our kids. And so that really made us start to think that maybe the public school system was not going to be the right choice for our family. Um, now, I grew up going to a private Christian school, and I had always kind of thought, oh, my kids will just do the same thing. But living in Washington State, it's very expensive to live here, and private school here is very expensive too. So it just was something that maybe wasn't, didn't feel like it was really doable for us at the time. Um, and so I just really began to pray like, Lord, I just need you to show us is homeschooling the way that we should go or do we just pray for you to provide the money for private school education? Which way do you have for our family to go? And I really never saw myself as a homeschooling mom. So um, the more I prayed about it and the more I did research, the more I felt like the Lord was really pointing us in the direction of homeschooling. I became so excited at the thoughts of just intentional discipleship with my kids, getting to learn new things with them. Um, and even just the thought of getting to incorporate my husband, things being really flexible for our family so that we can just travel when we want to travel or go see things that we want to go see and we can learn about what we want to learn about. Those are all things that became really exciting to me. And then the Lord began to put more and more homeschooling families in my path and more veteran homeschooling moms in my path for me to ask questions to. I went and shadowed probably three families on their homeschooling days, just because I was like, I don't even have a paradigm for what homeschooling looks like. Can I just sit here and watch you teach your kids? Cause I don't even know how to do this. And so everybody agreed to let me do that, which was really nice. That's awesome. But, yeah. <laughs> so the more I did that, the more I just really felt the Lord saying, this is the door I have for you. Like I am just flinging the doors wide open for you to do this and just filling me with the confidence that, hey, I can do this. I can teach my kids. Um, and then we really were excited about the idea of a classical education for our kids because we love the idea of them learning to think critically at a young age. We both felt like we didn't learn much about critical thinking until we were much older and even into adulthood, not having to exercise those critical thinking skills. And we wanted something for our kids that would really encourage that. But I also loved the idea of them getting to enjoy literature, really rich literature, and I loved Charlotte Mason's philosophies on education. So when I stumbled upon Sunlight, I felt like it was a marriage between the two things that we had really been wanting of teaching our kids how to think critically, but also allowing them to learn through being immersed in beautiful literature. So I was very excited about that. 
We also really wanted a curriculum that would have a very strong, solid biblical foundation and allow us to teach our kids from a biblical worldview. And I really love the fact that everything was pre-planned for me because obviously if I'm going to shadow moms who are homeschooling their kids, I feel very much like I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> so it was really helpful to me to be able to start out with something that's completely pre-planned and I already know what I need to do, what books we need to read, what pages we need to read, you know, and then we can just kind of be flexible from there, but just having a structure for me to go with from the beginning really instilled a lot of confidence in me making me feel like I could do this myself, so. Yeah, I just think that obviously Kendra took the lead on this whole process because she's the one who's going to be doing most of the schooling. And so she did a lot of research and I was kind of a sounding board for her. And I think the thing that really, I agree with the things that she said about Sunlight, but um, what also stuck out, stuck out to me about it was, um, just that it doesn't, there are other curriculums that are like, don't pretend like the rest of the world, they, they try to pretend like the rest of the world doesn't exist. And one of the things I really mm -hmm. liked about Sunlight is that it was like, no, there's other belief systems out there. Evolution, like the theory of evolution is out there and, and uh, there's just different scientific theories and all of that kind of stuff. And so I didn't want our kids growing up completely sheltered from the world, even though we were doing a homeschool program, I wanted them to be exposed to different thoughts, different ideas, so that we could have conversations with them about it. And that was one of the things that I really liked about Sunlight um, as compared to other curriculums. Yeah, and if I can just piggyback off of that, one other thing I forgot to say was that diversity is really important to us. Um, we're a biracial family, and so we really care about diversity in our kids' education. And from all the curriculums I looked at, Sunlight was the only one I really saw that was embracing diversity um, and celebrating different cultures, different ethnicities and people groups. And even when my son and I went through and we did the kindergarten program last year and we were reading through Heroes of Happenings, we read about so many different people that I never even learned about in school. And I was so excited that at you know five, six years old, he was learning about so many people that I had never even heard of. But we just really wanted to embrace um, just this idea of diversity and that everybody brings value, everybody's created in the image of God, and we want them to be able to celebrate that in their education and not just think that um, history or people who did important things all just look one way or come from one country or one culture. So we loved that Sunlight offered so much diversity in the curriculum. I love that. Yeah. And what was your biggest fear with homeschooling or fears with homeschooling? And how did you overcome those? Or how are you still overcoming those? Yes, I had a few competing fears jumping into homeschooling that I think were the biggest ones. The first one that I was most concerned with was that I would never have any alone time. I was just concerned that with, so I didn't say this at the introduction, I have three boys, they are ages six, four, and 17 months. So my house is very loud and busy all the time. And I was really concerned going into homeschooling that that just was never going to end. I'm always going to be surrounded by my kids. I will never have time to myself. I don't know how I'm going to handle this, especially because I'm a little bit more of an introverted person. So I tend to recharge from being by myself, getting to read a book or just spend some time with Jesus or just not be with other people. So I was like, I don't know how I'm going to handle that. Um, but one thing that Patrick and I have done is just had to sit down and be really intentional with what alone time looks like for me in this season of life. And so 
Um, we have a quiet time during the day. My 17 month old still takes a nap in the afternoons. And so that is the quiet time for me where my kids have access to me, but that's a time for them to go play by themselves and be entertained on their own or be entertained with each other in a different part of the house than where I'm at so that I can sleep or so that I can play the piano or read a book or do my Bible study, or just whatever I need to do to take care of myself and be by myself for a little while. And then something that he has been really helpful with is making sure that I have one night a week where I get to go out by myself and spend time alone out of the house. So one night a week, he comes home from work and then I leave and he handles dinner and he handles bedtime and I get to just go and be by myself. So I have a little bit of time just to regroup and have a little bit of time without my kids, which I think any young mom probably needs. So it's been very, very helpful to me in the homeschooling process. And then my other fear, I think, was that my kids were going to be illiterate. That <laughs> if I homeschooled them, they would never learn to read. They would never learn how to do math. I was so worried that they were not going to know how to do anything. And I'm not really sure why I was so nervous about that other than that I had never taught anyone before. But as my kids showed interest, even before homeschooling started, I just really felt the Lord prompting me, like, just jump in, just give it a try and just see how it goes. And so I think the thing that I learned from that and overcoming my fears was just to try it, to see what works for you. And if something doesn't work, try something else. You know, we started before homeschooling, we started my oldest son on teacher child to read and 100 easy lessons because he really wanted to learn how to read books to himself and learn how to read books to his younger brothers. And so we worked through that and some of it worked really well for him and some of it didn't. And when it didn't work very well, we put it away and we just grabbed out some other books. I think we grabbed some Paw Patrol books that he was really excited about. And he just read through what he knew and what he didn't know we worked on together, but now he's a great reader. And so I'm like, okay, we did it, we made it through. <laughs> And with math, I was so concerned because I, math was probably my weakest subject in school. And so I was just nervous that as we got deeper into math, that I was not going to be well equipped to teach him what he needed to know or any of my boys what they would need to know. However, I would say my husband is very good at math. That's an area that he's very strong in. So I know that I can lean on him. I can ask him to jump in and take over if I need him to. And also I've learned through this journey that there are so many resources available to homeschool parents. Um, for instance, last year, I felt like I just didn't have the capacity to even teach math. So we just did math UC and I just turned on teacher Steve and my son would watch teacher Steve while I nursed. And then he would do his worksheets while I was nursing and it worked really well. And this year we're doing something different because he wasn't as excited about that by the end of the year but he remembers so much. And so I felt like I was able to utilize a resource that I didn't even know about at the beginning of this journey in order to help me feel confident in teaching my kids. Yeah, I think that, again, because she's the one who was doing all the work, I didn't really have, or most of the work anyway. <laughs> I didn't really have a whole lot of fears. Uh, she's a planner and I knew that she was going to be thinking this out to the nth degree. And so, um, I just, I was confident in her ability to, to do this, especially at this young age where it's, it's not, we're not doing calculus and things like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, that that's where she'll lean on you, right? <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> we'll see what I remember, but yes, no, I, I was really confident in her ability to, to do this. Um, I think that she mentioned it, but just making sure that she gets the chance to recharge. Um, we, again, that wasn't necessarily a concern of mine, but that was something. To think about it. 
Great. Yeah. And of course, that was, you know, some of your fears and some of the worst parts. But what has been the best part of homeschooling for your family? Maybe something you weren't expecting, you know, or that's caused joy or change in your family as a result. I think some of the best things that we've seen from homeschooling, we're still very new in our homeschooling journey. This is only our second year, but I've seen so much fruit from it already. It's so rich and rewarding just to see your child learning and getting excited about something, like to know that he's excited that he can read this book and he can read this book because I taught him how to read it. That's very exciting to me. Or to see him just blow through a math curriculum and feel really confident about it because he knows how to do it and knowing that I helped him learn how to do these things. And now he's going around, he's teaching his younger brother, this is what greater than is, and this is what less than is. I just am really excited to see that, just to see the joy in learning. And then I think some things that have been really exciting and that I was anticipating, but I didn't know exactly what they would look like are just the depth of relationship and just the intentional discipleship that we've gotten to have with our kids in our home. I think that it's so special to watch my boys all interact with each other because they truly love and care about each other. And I think it's just in a way, it's just built a different relationship than what they would have if my older son was just going away to school. And there may be a day that he chooses or that we choose for him to go away to school. But right now I feel like such a beautiful relationship is being built. There's such a strong foundation that's being laid um, with our kids and they're gonna have such a rich relationship because of it. They already do. I think they're each other's best friends. Um, but then also we've gotten to just pour into our kids so much through this process, just of them coming into our everyday lives because homeschooling, while I like everything to fit into a box, homeschooling is so much more of just being woven throughout the entire day and it's just our whole lives. And so they get to come along just in the journey of life and us getting to talk about the word and getting to talk about who God is in every moment of the day. We're getting to weave that in all the time. And so our kids are getting to learn and understand who God is. They're getting to learn and understand what his heart is. They're getting to learn and understand why the Bible is important and why we memorize it. Just things that are so important for them to have a strong spiritual foundation we're getting to talk about already. And I think that we've even been provided a safe space to talk about just some topics that we probably wouldn't get to if our kids weren't at home with us. Um, and especially using sunlight, because like Patrick was saying, there are other, I don't necessarily want to say other worldviews presented, but it just doesn't shelter them from what other people believe. And so it does provide a platform for us to talk to our kids about other things that people believe. So we've been able to have conversations about evolution. We've had conversations about idol worship. We've talked about pantheism. We've talked about naturalism. We've talked about works-based salvation versus grace-based salvation. Just so many rich conversations that we've gotten to have. And my oldest son is only six years old. So just thinking about all the conversations that we've gotten to have, that wouldn't happen if he weren't here with us. So I have just been so excited to see that. And I'm excited to see how they continue to grow, not only academically, but really how they continue to grow in the Lord as we continue this journey together. And we really get to be intentional about pouring into our kids and getting to teach them the word. You know, just like the Bible says, when you lie down and when you rise, when you walk by the way, when you go to sleep at night, you're talking about the word, you're teaching them the word of God. And I feel like that's what we're getting to do through our homeschooling experience. Yeah, I think that kind of touched on it a little bit, but um, I just, I can be a part of this 
uh, and if he was going to either public school or private school, I mean, it would all be happening there. And he'd come home and he'd tell me about cool things that he did, but I have an opportunity to actually be there and watch him just as he talked about like making, watching him connect the dots on a particular thought or idea or, or topic. Um, but there are times where either I'm teleworking or it's something that doesn't get done until I get home, but I'm there to, to see him actually progress and learn. And that's something that I wouldn't be able to do if he was in traditional school. And I think in addition to that, not just watching him, but being able to be involved in that process too. So if they're doing a science experiment, a lot of times Kendra tries to save the fun stuff for when I get home. And so I can be a part of that and watch, again, watch them get excited about it and, and um, bring my perspective to learning as well. So Kendra does a great job, but she's just, she's her, her individual and she's got her perspectives on things and she has her way of communicating things. And um, and so I can also come in and, and offer my perspective um, on, on things and maybe phrase something a little bit different, especially if they're like struggling with a particular topic or subject. Like sometimes I, I just because I have a different perspective, like that's what unlocks it for them. So it's, it's just cool to be a part of the process. That is so true. Yeah, I think so many people think of homeschooling as a homeschool mom teaching or the homeschool dad, but what they don't realize is that families really do, both parents get to be involved in both the teaching, helping explaining things and witnessing that. So that is really cool. Um, also, are you guys a member of some like connections, either online or an in-person group? And if so, what has been the most helpful thing there? Well, I am a member of the Sunlight Connections through Facebook. So um, I also am a part of it through the app, but I haven't used the app as much because I have found such a rich community through the Facebook Sunlight Connections community. And I think it's been really helpful just to see the way that other people are handling different topics. I think that I've gotten so many great ideas on resources or things to supplement if people say, oh, hey, we're studying this and we found this great book at the library or you know, even if people are having trouble with their kids and saying, is this normal? And me thinking, oh, my kid's not the only one who does that. Okay. <laughs> so I think it really helps bring some peace and yeah, just peace of mind to me knowing that, okay, we're normal and we're on the right track, but then also just providing so many great ideas. We've gotten great ideas for even craft ideas or um, experiments, um, just fun, immersive ways to really understand the material that I don't think I would have come up with on my own because I'm just not that creative of a person on my own. But just seeing what other people have done has really encouraged me to try new things. And it's also been a really safe space to ask questions. So if you have questions about the material or if you have questions about how your kid is handling something, people have been so helpful and really kind just in jumping in and offering some wisdom and some feedback. So I've really appreciated that. And he's not on it. <laughs> <laughs> I know, my husband swore off Facebook. So yeah, it's all me out there. <laughs> he wants no part in social media. So <laughs> yeah, he was like, what is that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I got this one. <laughs> That's great. So how do you guys use your instructor's guides? It's kind of the backbone of all sunlight programs. How do you use it? Yes. Um, I don't know that he's really used it much at all. He kind of just does what I tell no, him. She tells me to do something that I do. So she's got this, this question all in her own. But for me, I think last year, especially it being my first year, it was kind of like my homeschool Bible. 
Like it just had everything laid out so clearly and what it said was what I did. And as we worked through the year, I was able to discover more of what worked well for my son and what didn't work well for my son. And I think I started to understand and have really taken more ownership this year of the fact that I can be flexible with what the instructor's guide says. So I know there's a note at the very beginning that says something along the lines of, we don't expect you to do every single thing in the instructor's guide and these are suggestions. But I just, when I first read it, I just love to check boxes. And so when I first read it, I was like, hey, we have to do this and this and this and this and this today. And then doing that with a six-year-old at the time, like a five-year-old and a three-year-old and a newborn, I was like, I'm so overwhelmed. I don't know if I can get all of this done, but I learned over time what worked for us, how to schedule things in, what made my kids come alive and what didn't. And I figured out like, okay, you know, we've already done like three different kinds of handwriting today. So I'm just going to cross off the copy work for today because you've already done it several other times and that's okay. So I've learned to be more flexible with it, but it has been so helpful to me because I was really concerned that my kids would have gaps in their education, that they would be undereducated. And I feel like it's provided a really rich, just really rich academic content so that I know, okay, this is what we're doing. And I know that I'm, I am checking the boxes as far as your education is concerned and you're getting lots of great content. But also I know that, okay, so we didn't get to our handwriting today. That's all right, we'll do it tomorrow. Or if you know what, we didn't read that page today, we can read it tomorrow, it's gonna be fine. So I'm learning to be more flexible with it, but it's been super helpful for me. <laughs> Great, and what schedule works the best for your family? You talked a little bit about modifying the IG, but kind of what does your normal day look like in your homeschool schedule? Yeah, our normal schedule usually is that uh, my older boys will get up and they will fix themselves breakfast while I'm getting our baby up and getting him all ready. And we'll come into the kitchen, we'll have breakfast together. And when we do, we usually will start the day off with prayer. And um, last year we would also sing the doxology together. And then we would jump in to doing Bible. So we would do our Bible verse over breakfast. Um, we usually save like our Bible reading time for at bedtime, but we would do our Bible verses at breakfast, and then we would jump into reading our history. We would read science, and we would read any literature that we were doing, so if it was poetry, or um, I've been incorporating picture books this year, and so just trying to read a different picture book every day, and we do that over breakfast. And then if they're sitting there eating, they're much more likely to pay attention because they're there anyway, eating their breakfast. So they're not gonna be up and wandering around and being super disruptive because they're pretty interested in their food. Like I have boys, they like food. So that works for us. <laughs> so that's how we usually do those subjects. And then we normally will take a break. We'll go get dressed, clean up from breakfast. And then my four-year-old and my 17-month-old obviously are not going to be too excited about our table subjects. So I usually let them kind of wander around and play. Um, I have stuff in our schoolroom that they can play with. We are super blessed to have a fenced-in yard, and it's a pretty good size. So I usually just leave the door to the yard open, and they can go in and out and play. And then in our kitchen, our homeschool room is connected to the kitchen. So they have drawers in the kitchen that have kids dishes or just have like rubber and silicone things that my 17 month old can pull out and throw all around and he can make a huge mess and he doesn't break anything and he's very entertained by it. So <laughs> that works really well for us. And while they're kind of doing those things, my son and I will sit down and we do our math lesson 
and then we do our language arts lesson and then it's usually lunchtime and we will always do our read aloud at lunchtime because again I have a captive audience because they're eating their lunch and they're interested in their food and they love listening to books during the time that they're eating and um I was surprised to find out that they actually really love to listen to me read them books. <laughs> so that's been really special for them. And I think it's made a lot of sweet memories for all of us, but it just allows us to kind of work things into the day. And then when we do have days where we're doing other things, like um, my middle son, he goes to a traditional preschool. So we will do all of our history, Bible, literature, science during breakfast. And then we go get ready. We jump in the car, we drive him to preschool. And then when we come home, my 17 month old just entertains himself and my son and I do math and language arts and then we have lunch and um, depending on the book if my four-year-old's interested we may wait for him to read it when he comes home or if he's not that interested we'll just read it together over lunch without him but usually if I've got food involved they'll sit there and listen really easily so that's how we've made things work pretty seamlessly for our family and if there's something that we don't get to you know, we'll probably do it later in the afternoon when my husband comes home from work or my son recently expressed an interest in doing all of his reading with his dad. Um, I think he's just excited to read to a new person. <laughs> so, um, so we've been saving that lately. So he'll just save his readers for when daddy comes home and then he'll sit on his lap and they'll just read together. Um, so that's how we've been making it work for us. I love that. Yeah. And I love how you talked about getting the different kids involved and like your middle son listens to some things with his brother and then other things not as much. And yeah, yeah. I've been really surprised at all the things that he has absorbed too, because I feel like I've not been super intentional in teaching him things because I'm much more focused on trying to get my older son to actually do this work. So when he just tells me things he remembers from our read aloud or he, you know, solves a math problem, I'm like, oh, I didn't know that you knew what three plus eight you were was. Okay. <laughs> I didn't even know you were in the room. <laughs> so, and when I dropped him off at preschool recently, his preschool teacher was very impressed that at four years old, he knew how to spell his first and last name and that he knew how to write his name. I was like, wow, I'm actually really impressed too. I didn't know he could do that. <laughs> but those are all things that he's absorbing just from listening to me teach our older son. And then he always wants to be involved in our science experiments. So we usually save them for the end of the week. And then when he comes home from work, we try to get him involved too. And then we try to do them all together as a family because um, everybody is usually really excited to do those. Yeah, how fun. So are you planning then to combine your two older kids, do you think, or maybe the two younger kids as they get older, or is it still up in the air, kind of seeing what happens? What, what do you think your future plans will be? I'm a little bit up in the air right now. I feel like I'm already sort of combining my two older kids, even though it was unintentional, because my middle son's just been so interested. And honestly, he's retained more of the information sometimes, I think, than my oldest son has. So when I ask the questions, about, you know, ancient Greece, like, what did we learn about Athens yesterday? You know, my middle son will pipe up and start talking about philosophers and the Parthenon, and my oldest son's like, can we talk about Athens? <laughs> so I'm like, okay, somebody was listening, the one who doesn't even have to. <laughs> Maybe that's why. <laughs> but he um, has just been super interested in the material, so I feel like he's kind of getting lumped into the same core as his older brother. I definitely don't think that I would do more than like two cores at a time. Like, I don't think I would have each of them do their own individual core. It's just so easy. 
for them to just work together. And I think that they feed off of the energy of both answering the questions together and learning the same material together. So at this point, I'm thinking I'm going to lump my first and second son together. And then my third son's probably going to be on his own. But as my oldest, you know, gets older, that might shift a little bit. And maybe the two youngest ones will be together. So I guess only time will tell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's great. Yeah. And I know you guys are still pretty early in your homeschooling journey, but what yeah. tip or trick or advice would you share to other families that are, you know, starting out or considering homeschooling? Um, I think one of the biggest things I've learned is to ask for help, but it's okay to ask for help. And I had a veteran homeschool mom tell me that it is totally okay to outsource things because you are taking on such a huge responsibility and a huge job in teaching your kids. And so being willing to ask for help is not only okay, it's really allowing you to take care of yourself. So, you know, asking my husband for help when it comes to, hey, we didn't get to our read aloud today because everything was going crazy and the repairman was at the house and all kinds of things were happening, you know, but it's my, it's my night off. So can you do the read aloud while I'm going out to have some alone time and he'll take care of it or to ask him for help with math or last year when I had a newborn and I was feeling insecure about teaching math anyway, just to jump into Matthew C because there was a video that would instruct my son. And I thought, praise the Lord, I don't have to teach <laughs> right now. Somebody else will do it. And the videos are only like five or 10 minutes long, but it was all that he needed to really learn the material at the time. So learning just to ask for help or learning to find other resources that'll help me in the process of teaching my kids has been invaluable to me. And then I think also just having them being able to participate around food. Food has been so helpful in our house. My boys love food. So anytime there's food and a book, it's just like the perfect time for them. And sometimes in the middle of the week, I might make them some hot chocolate or something, especially as like we're getting into fall. It's finally started raining again in Washington. So starting just to make some hot chocolate for them and let them enjoy our read aloud or our poetry and drink some hot chocolate. It's been fun because they get to they get to cozy up and enjoy a hot drink or a cheese stick or something or their lunch. We're all together and they're listening pretty intently at that point. That's been so helpful for me. And I don't think anybody suggested that. I think I just kind of stumbled into it and realized this is working. <laughs> so we've continued with that and it's been really helpful. Yeah, I just think of just two things that we've talked about quite a bit as, as Kendra's just been going down this path. Um, one, she already mentioned, just like, you don't have to do everything. Like, there's there's flexibility. Like, that's part of doing homeschool is you're in charge. And so if you want to change the curriculum from one day to another or, or what's in the curriculum for that day, like, you can do that. Like, you have you, the, the power to do that and um, and and it's most likely it's going to make make the learning experience better because you're you're figuring out what works for your family and so um that's been really good to see her kind of be more flexible because she is definitely like i got to do every single step that's been listed here um so i, th I think it's good for her personality just to, to, to stretch in that way and then <laughs> the other thing that we talked about quite a bit um again is uh she's got a classroom of one or one and a half and any other setting that they would be in unless you could afford a personal tutor your kid is is in a group of 20 to 30 other kids and so i just think that really 
any parent that wants to and and uh, puts in the effort is going to be able to provide their kid with an awesome education. Um, if you're putting in the time and the effort, like they're getting one-on-one -on -one education anytime that you're doing the, the homeschool, or if you have a couple more kids that are in the program, that's still way better numbers, uh, a way better ratio than if they were in a public school or a private school setting. Um, so I just think that I don't know if it's necessarily a tip. It's more just of an encouragement of like, if you're, if, if you think this is what you want to do and, um, and put in the time and the energy, like your kid's going to end up with a great education, I think. Yes. That's been something that's really encouraging to me to remember as we're going throughout the day. It's like, okay, I'm giving him a great education because I'm able to sit with him one-on-one -on -one and do things or one-on-two and do things. And so I'm giving him a rich education. The yeah. other thing I remembered was um, I had a mom recently remind me, she said that she has a sticky note on her front binder that has just all her schedules and everything for the day. And she just told me it says relationship over curriculum. And so just reminding her, like, what's more important for me is my relationship with my kids, not that we check every box or get every assignment done. And so that's been really helpful for me too, to remember like, what's bringing life to our family right now? Is this life-giving? If it's not, let's cross it off for the day or maybe just cross it off in general. Like this is just something that we don't do and we'll find something else that does work. But I want to build a strong relationship with my kids, not damage it because I'm so invested in checking off the box in my instructor's guide. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say just an example from what I was talking about. I mean, just she already mentioned it, but that our four-year-old can already spell his whole name and um, doesn't necessarily write it 100% accurately, but he <laughs> writes his name as well. And then we joke about how our six-year-old almost has better handwriting than me. So, <laughs> so I just, I think those are two, two little small examples of, hey, you've got one, a one-on-one -on -one or a one-on-two or three or four, whatever it is, relationship with the, between the teacher and the student. And so there's just a lot more focused attention on whatever that child needs. Yeah, that's so true. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. You guys have said so many great things and I agree with so much of what you said. It was great talking to you. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us today for Sunlight Spotlight. Would you like to see your family featured next month? If so, please make sure to apply at sunlight.com. You can also nominate another Sunlight family if you'd like. Bye for now.